דף למד עמד א', Healthy Living, חוץ מצינים ופנים, פחים, Don't always blame השם, but there are times when you can blame השם and there are times when you can't blame השם. There are times when you can say it was bashit, that's what it had to be, I didn't have any part in it. And there are times when we have to take responsibility. When do we have to take responsibility for what happens to us? And when can we say it's bashit and just accept it for what it is? So let's get into the, into the Gomorrah, as, as often is the case, we start with the psukim that are relevant to this piece of Gomorrah. Once we understand the psukim, the Gomorrah is much more straightforward. Uh, starting with the posuk in Kitetse that we had yesterday, that in the event of uh, a person who rapes, a, a man who rapes a young girl, one of the conditions is and he must take her as a wife. The next posuk that we need, uh, need is from Pashat Mishpatim, uh, where if two men are having a fight and by mistake the one strikes a woman who's pregnant and she miscarries because of the strike, uh, then, but uh, there isn't a murder, nobody dies. Then there's a, there's a financial payment that has to be, that has to be paid. implying that if somebody does die, if he strikes her, God forbid she dies, then there isn't a financial punishment. Uh, in Bereshis, we have the case of Yaakov saying to his sons, My son, Binyomin, will not go, by, go down with you, because his brother has died and he's the only son from Rachel. Uh, and if an ason takes place, if a tragedy takes place on the way, then you would cause me terrible anguish. So notice the use of ason in both psukim, not, not connected, not related psukim, but the word ason appearing in both of them. And then the posuk from Mishli, which Shlomo HaMelech tells us, which Rashi explains that there, are, there is suffering ready for a person who goes off the track, who, who goes on side roads. Shomer nafsho yirchak mehem, somebody who's careful and is miyasher ma'asav, Rashi says, straightens his way, goes on the straight and narrow, keeps away from such tragedies. Those are the psukim we need in the, uh, in the sugya. And the sugya deals with the, the, the again, this is a shah sugya, we have it all over the place. Uh, the sugya of kimlebi derabimine, that You can't punish a person for one action with two different punishments. So where there are two punishments, you apply only one, and you apply the more severe one. So if somebody does something which, through, through, the, through a single action, there are two implications, a financial implication and a capital offense, let's say, and for that he gets the death sentence, you can't say, and by the way, you've also got to pay before you die, Make sure you pay, we, we, we don't bother with the financial um, consequence and we focus then only on the more severe consequence and that's called Kimle Midrabimine. Our Gemara goes into the question of what happens if the more serious consequence is not a humanly inflicted consequence. For example, somebody does something which is an Isur Karet, And also has a financial responsibility. So, and Isu Karet, Rashi says here, is mitabi de shamayim, it's death by Hashem. That's what Karet means, the different understandings of exactly what it means. But Karet is a punishment by Hashem. That's not the Beisdin. The Beisdin doesn't give any punishment. It's a punishment by Hashem. And there's also, in the same action, he's Chayef Karet, and he's also 
have a financial financial implication. For example, the example this Arsugi deals with is a man rapes or seduces a woman who is a nida. She, she's in a nida state, so that's an isur karet. He's chayav karet for that. That's very serious. But he's also chayav knas. He's got to give, as we learned yesterday, he's got to pay a fine. Do we, does he have to pay the fine if there's also a chiyuv karet? If there was a death sentence, then we know that would be, he wouldn't have to pay the fine if there was a human death sentence. But if there's a godly, a divine death sentence, does that also release him from the financial obligation? Is, is the question. And we have the din of Rabbi Nechunia ben Hakana that he treated Yom Kippur and Shabbos in the same way when it comes to payment. So if you, um, on, on Shabbos, you, you damage somebody's property in a way which is chil Shabbos, you, you, you burn somebody's property, so you, you, you hire for the, for the burning and you also owe money for the damage you've caused. So there's a capital offense for the, for the Isu Shabbos. That's skilo, and for and we waive the the financial responsibility. You don't you don't pay because the kimle midrabe minay. But Rabbi Nuchuni ben Akana says the same applies on Yom Kippur. If you eat on Yom Kippur, and at the same time you're eating somebody else's food, at the same time as you're eating, you're also causing damage to somebody else. Even though the consequence for eating on Yom Kippur is karet, not a not a chiyuv bezdin, we we apply the principle of kimle midrabe minay. So he doesn't get a, a, a human punishment, but since he's getting a punishment of karet from Hashem, Kimle Midrabi Minei applies. Ask the Gemara, where does Rabbi Nechunia ben Akana get it from? Answers Abaya, because of that Ason Ason. You see that the word Ason is used both in a human-inflicted tragedy and in a godly-inflicted tragedy. Because when he says, if you take my child off to Mitzrayim, who knows what can happen? He's not talking only about a, hu- a human-inflicted tragedy. Any tragedy could, could happen. And then the Gemara goes into a discussion around that. Uh, what exactly was he warning, uh, was he warning against? And, and the Gemara says it includes sinim pachim, even, even uh, ill health, something he could get ill on the way, and that, and that would be a problem. And that's bidei shamayim. Ask the Gemara, is it really Bidei Shemaim? Va'atanya kol Bidei Shemaim chutz mitzini mupachim? Didn't we learn that the opposite is the case? That tzini mupachim is the one thing that is not Bidei Shemaim. Now tzini mupachim, as you see in, in Rashi here, the way we learn it here is different from the way we learn it in the Posuk. In Mishle, the way we learn tzini mupachim here is, is colds and flu. Um, climate-induced sickness is what tzini mupachim is. And one would have to wonder, does, does, does COVID fit into that or not? But we learn, we, we learn that Hakol Bidei Shemaim, everything you can, you can blame Hashem for, except if you get a cold or flu, that's not Hashem, that's, that, that you could have avoided. Um, and the, we, we learn that from the Posuk, that it's possible to protect yourself from Tzidim Pachim. And then the Gemara says, no, so you've actually got to turn it around. That's correct. Um, we accept that principle that everything is Bidei Shemaim, except Sinim Pachim. So let's analyze that a, a little bit. And for that, we need Rashi and Tosfis. Rashi says on Bidei Shemaim, so Hakol Bidei Shemaim, everything is from heaven, except Sinim Pachim. Everything's from heaven, says Rashi, at the top of the next side of the source sheet page. Bidei Shemaim, Im Baim Puraniyot Al HaAdam Gzerat HaMelechu. 
If tragedy strikes, this comes from Hashem. That's what Akol Bidei Shemayim is. We're talking about tragedy. If tragedy strikes, it's, it's Bidei Shemayim. That's where it comes from. It comes from Shemayim. Chutz mitzirim v'pachim, excepting if it's climate-related illness. Shepa'amim shebaim b'pshia, that can be caused by carelessness, says Rashi. So look at the Rashi carefully. What is Rashi saying? Tzinim colds and flu, sometimes is caused by carelessness. Implying, and other tragedies are never caused by carelessness. That would be, that would be absurd. What does that mean? Asks Tosfus. And what happens if a person puts himself in terrible danger? You said that somebody's firing with a machine gun and you go and stand in front of the machine gun. What are you going to say? That's Hashem caused it? Mm-hmm. Clearly we can cause our own tragedies. And, and therefore there's pshia. If there's carelessness in the way we live, we are responsible. How can Rashi say? Now we want you just to notice that many, most people learn this as a machlokis Rashi and Tosfus. And I've, I've said to you before, one should avoid learning Machlokas, a difference of opinion between Rashi and Tosfus wherever possible. Because Tosfus is Rashi's Talmudian. Rashi, the, the Tosfus start, starts off with Rashi. They're learning the Gemara according to Rashi. And when Tosfus asks a question and answers, sometimes it's, I answer, I'm asking a question on Rashi's parish, and so I disagree with the way Rashi learned the Gemara. But that's not, that's not always the case. Usually, or mostly the case is, and you've got to try and understand Tosfus that way. He's showing you how to learn Rashi, because Rashi is very brief. And Tosfus expands it. And this is a great example. Rashi seems to imply that other than climate-induced illness, there is no tragedy that is humanly caused. Says Tosfus, that's not possible. Now, Tosfus is not disagreeing with Rashi. Tosfus is saying you've got to learn Rashi carefully in order to understand what Rashi means. So what does Rashi mean? And with this, we understand how to go about our lives. What, what Rashi means is there are some tragedies which are beyond your control. It's, it's um, oiness, happens beyond your control. But you could have taken precautionary measures. There are things like that. You could have figured it out. You know, the things the market goes up and up and up. You know, end of last year, early this year, you could have realized this is not going to go on forever. And you could have started to take some precautionary measures to get some of your assets out of the market. You could have done that. And if you didn't do that, uh, then of course that, that, that could be something that, that you can't say is, is from Hashem. Even though the market collapse might come from Hashem, the fact that there's a war in Europe and causes a recession, that comes from Hashem. That the, these kind of world events. Yes, but you could have seen where things were going and you could have taken precautionary, uh, you could have taken cautionary steps. That's the first one. If you did take cautionary steps and still things happen beyond your control, like God forbid a person is in the, in the world tower, the, the, the Twin Towers on 9 11. He went to shul in the morning, he did everything like he normally does, and he goes to work like he normally does, and he happens to be there. That's, there's nothing you can do. You couldn't have predicted that, there's nothing you can do. So then you can say it's Bidei Shemayim. But if it's something you could have seen coming, and you could have taken precautionary events to mitigate your risk, not to lose it. So you've got a situation of COVID. Does it, does it mean that if you wear your mask indoors, you're not going to get it? No, it doesn't mean that, but it does mean you can, be, you can reduce the risk. And if you did what you can do to reduce the risk and still it happened, you can say it's Bidei Shemayim. But if you didn't do what you needed to do to, to mitigate risk, if you were careless about it, 
in a time when it's COVID's all over the place and everybody's getting sick and you just did nothing about it and you're not vaccinated, that's carelessness. You can't blame Hashem for that. Even according to Rashi, that's what important. That's important. When you learn Tosfos, it's clear. Rashi cannot possibly be saying that other than Tzidim Mepachim, everything is always God's fault. No, says Tosfos. Even with things that are beonis, even things that are beyond your control, you could take precautionary steps to reduce the risk. And if you didn't do that, don't blame Hashem. But there are some things... That means beyond your control. You're completely passive. You had no part in it. There's nothing you could have done. Uh, 9-11 happens. No ways you could have predicted it. That's Gzeret HaMelech. But if there's anything you could have done and didn't do, that's not Gzeret HaMelech. However, in Tzinim Upachim, Shepahamim Shebaim B'Pshia, in the case of Tzinim B'Pachim, it's not just a question of Oynes. Tzinim B'Pachim, you know that the climate changes. You know it can be hot in the day and cool in the night. And you went out late at night and you didn't take a jacket or, or, or a sweater with you. And you went out, and, and you can say, yes, I didn't know it was going to get cold. It was, when I left, it was hot. But that's pshia. So when it comes to tzinim Pachim, you can always predict. So in other words, according to Rashi, and the Ritvo in, in, in Bovabasra says, don't think this is just colds and flu. There are two types of, of tragedy. There are two types of puranut that can happen to a person. And you've got to classify them into two sections. There's the one that you could have reasonably predicted, and if you did reasonably predict and you took steps and it still happened, that's been Bidei Shemayim. And there are things which you cannot reasonably predict. And that's certainly Bidei Shemayim. And then there are things that it's actually carelessness not to have predicted. This is not about taking precautionary measures. This is just being sensible. That's Tzinimu Pachim. And when there's an issue that if you were just sensible, it wouldn't have happened, you could have protected yourself and should have protected yourself just because it's a sensible thing to do. And, and one doesn't do that. That's Tzinimu Pachim and that's not, that's not Bidei Shemayim at all. So when we adopt this, and it's so important because this happens literally every day in our lives, things, there are times when things don't go right. It might be little things. Or it might be big things. It doesn't matter. You want, you're trying to be in communication with Hashem, which means you're trying to interpret every event in your life. Uh, small little things, as I'll say, whether you put your hand in your purse and you take out the right change or not. You find a parking spot where you need it or you don't. The lights hold you back or the lights are green and you go, and you go through. These are all, this is all a flow of life that Hashem has a part in and you're in communication with Hashem. What does that mean? It's like we learned, learned in the Shulchan Aruch Hashir that the Bechold Rachecha Da'ehu means seeing Hashem in everything that happens and being in conversation with Hashem every minute of the day. But that doesn't mean that everything that happens is caused by Hashem. That, that you can't say. You leave, you leave home late and then there's a traffic jam on the road and you miss your meeting and you say, ah, oh, what can I do? It's a reminder there was a traffic. It was tra yeah, but you didn't leave on time. And you left on time and, take, and thought to yourself, there could be traffic on the road. So it normally takes me half an hour to get to Tel Aviv, but there could be traffic on the road. It's not, un it's not unreasonable. That's like Sinimupachim. So you leave a little earlier in case there's traffic on the road. You didn't do that. Don't blame Hashem because there's traffic on the road. 
It's not Hashem's business. That's your pshia. That's like tzirim upachim. That's something that you could and should have predicted. But if you did leave time and you gave yourself the extra time and there's not just a bit of extra traffic on the road, there's a massive accident on the road and that holds you up for hours. What, what can you do? That's the point at which you say that's Bashir. That's how the Rebbe wanted it. Uh, it's going to be. So one has to be intelligent and knowledgeable. Um, and I think that's what the important point in, in this Mahmoudin is. You've got to be a Talmud Chochem in how you deal with Bashirat even. Even just to know simple things like when can you say Bashirat and when do you not? When can you relax and say, not, not my fault, this is, this is how it's meant to be? And when can you not say that? It's foolish, it's idiotic to say it. How do you know when it's idiotic and when it isn't? You need to know the sugi and the flamid in tzubas with the, with, the, with the Rashi and Tosfus and you need to understand how Tosfus learns Rashi and how the psukim work and then you can understand the whole principle. Without that, how do you live a life? That's ein amharetz chasid. That's why the Pekhova says, an amharetz who doesn't know Ksubis Davlamid and the other the sugi appears in Bovabasud, Dachkuf Memdalad as well, and other places in Shas. If one doesn't know the sugi of Akolbide Shemaim, Chutzmi Yura Shemaim, if one doesn't know the, the sugi of Chutzmi, Akolbide Shemaim, Chutzmi Tsinim Mupachim, if one doesn't understand that and doesn't understand the Russian Tosfus, then then even the Frumkite is stupid because it's not based on proper understanding. So important it is to learn Torah, to understand Torah, to understand the principles behind Torah, and to live according to those principles in, the, in our daily lives. <laughs>